Praise the Lord. Welcome to this week's Weekly Word, brought to you by Redeeming Love Church here in Gamaliel, Kentucky, rlcgamaliel.blogspot.com. <clears throat> Excuse me, we want to remind you what we do on the Weekly Word is simply read scriptures, confessions, and that type of thing that will bless you and get you over the hump and into the weekend where you can worship at the church of your choice. We know that many of you can't attend a, a midweek Bible study or midweek uh, service for various reasons. So we want this to be help to you, a blessing. Uh, praise God. I'm going to do it and try to do it continually with uh, limited comment. I know that it, that's hard for a minister not to comment on certain scriptures and certain things in the Bible, but I will do my best. But praise God, you get it in your heart. Uh, the Bible says, uh, you know, we don't need a man to teach us. We're taught by the, the Holy Spirit who lives within us as believers. So we, you know, we don't need to follow men. But men can help because there's good teachers of the word out there. Praise God. I want to start with our seven healing confessions that we, we do every week. And uh, some of these are straight scriptures. Some of them are, are put into the first person so that they can be uh, personal. And the Bible is God's Word speaking to us, written to us. So, you know, we, we want to use it as such. We're not changing anything in the Word. You know, it's written to us, written for us. So, praise God. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me, and He is quickening, making alive my mortal body by the Spirit that dwells in me. That's based on Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That's Acts 10.38. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. That's Hebrews 13.8. And as I say every week, if, he, if he's the same in those three periods of time, which are the only time periods that exist, past, present, and future, then he's the same now. And he's still going about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And he's with us as, his, as Jesus' body here upon this earth. So it's up to us to get the job done. Praise God. By Jesus' stripes, I was healed, so I am healed. That's based on 1 Peter 2, 24. Himself, Jesus, took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. That's based on Matthew chapter 8 and verse 17. God restored health to me and healed me of my wounds. That's based on Jeremiah 30 and verse 17. Affliction shall not rise up the second time. That is Nahum chapter 1 and verse 9. As I say every week, once you're healed, don't let him put it back on you. Don't let the devil put it back on you. You know, that's not from God. God doesn't bless us with sickness for something to, to teach us anything. We're taught by the Holy Spirit that lives within us, praise God, as Christians. I want to read some chapters in the book of John today. This is one of the best uh, study tools that there is as far as who Jesus is. And I, and I know Matthew, Mark, and Luke are too. Uh, their synopsis of his life, their synoptic gospels, John is not. John's... Uh, Gospel stands alone, and there's some things in here that 
that are so profound that we, you know, we need to get a hold of them. We can't live in the Gospels. We have to live in the Epistles and, you know, the Book of Acts and so forth. But, you know, there's so much that we can learn and, and see the personality of Jesus and who He is uh, in the Gospels. You know, that we don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. We, we still read the Old Testament, too, and get a lot out of it. But that the Old Testament is written to spiritually dead people. You know, so we're... We need to dwell in the epistles and and uh, find out who we are. But I want to read who we are in Christ, I should say. I want to read uh, John chapter 10, and then I'm going to read also John chapter 17, Jesus' great prayer. Um, I know the Lord's Prayer is sometimes what, what it's called in Matthew, where uh, they asked Jesus to teach him how to pray. And, you know, he did just that. He taught him. But the, the thing is, that's the Lord's Prayer. That, that's a model prayer. But uh, John 17 is actually the Lord praying. So it's, it's, you know, it can be called the Lord's Prayer. But we're going to start in John chapter 10. Vitally important chapter. Jesus, the true shepherd. Most assuredly, I say to you, verse 1, the New King James Version, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Now that word shepherd in the Greek is poime, poimain, I should say. Strong's 4166, a herdsman, sheepherder, one who tends, leads, guides, cherishes, feeds, and protects a flock. Praise God. And if you want to read about uh, the, sh the great shepherd, read Psalm 23 and get that in your heart. It's very short, very easy to memorize. Get it down in there. The New Testament uses the word for a Christian pastor, pastor, uh, shepherd, poimain, for a Christian pastor to whose care and leadership others will commit themselves. Ephesians 4.11. The term is applied metaphorically to Christ. In John 10, 11, 14, 16, we're going to read that. And Hebrews 13, 20 talks about the great shepherd of the sheep in 1 Peter 2, 25. Praise God. Verse 3, to him the doorkeeper opens. The shepherd of the sheep, the doorkeeper opens. And the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they didn't understand the things which he spoke to them. We've got to get that in our heart. Get the word in your heart, and you'll know when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Get it in your heart. You'll know the voice of the shepherd. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he'll be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Praise God. That's our daily comings and goings. Verse 10, John chapter 10, verse 10. The dividing point here, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. The thief being the devil, of course. I have come that they may have life 
that they may have it more abundantly. That's parisos, abundantly. Strong's 40-53, superabundance, excessive, overflowing, surplus, over and above, more than enough, profuse, extraordinary, above the ordinary, and more than sufficient. Praise God. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. The good shepherd is he. He's the great shepherd. Thank God. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling, doesn't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. Glory to God. And I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Praise God. And he did that when he walked the earth. And he did that when he gave up his life on the cross. He did that in Pilate's judgment hall when he was whipped with 39 stripes for our healing. Verse 16, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. Talking about the Gentiles there, that's us. And they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Verse 17, Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Therefore there was a division again among the Jews because of these sayings, and many of them said, He has a demon and is mad, or insane. Why do you listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Verse 22, Now it was the Feast of Dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt or suspense? If you're the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you did not believe. You do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. And that verse 29 there, that should be our confession daily. My Father is greater than all. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one's able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. No one can take you away from the Lord. No matter what the devil tells you, he has no authority in your life. Once you've given your life to the Lord, you know, he, he has no authority. He's lost. He might tell you, you know, now you can give it up on your own. We studied that in, in our service the other day. You know, we can apostatize. We're not going to do that. We want to keep people into the fold. Jesus said, I and my Father are one, John 10.30. Now I want to read 
as I said, Jesus' great prayer in John chapter 17. And the first uh, five verses are Jesus praying for himself. Then the next um, 14, 6 through 19, are Jesus praying for his disciples, his current disciples. Then verses 20 through 26, the end of the chapter, he prays for all believers. So praise God. John 17, verse 1, Jesus spoke these words, <clears throat> lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. <clears throat> and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself, or alongside yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Praise God. You know, and it, that's verses 1 through 5. Back in John 1, we understand that Jesus was there, and, you know, it, it says, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the living Word. That's what he's talking about. That's capitalized. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 6, now Jesus praying for his disciples. I have manifested your name, or revealed your name, to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world... I kept them in your name. Praise God. Guarded them. And none of them is lost except the son of perdition. None of them is destroyed except the son of destruction. That's the course of Judas. It's talking of Judas. That the scripture might be fulfilled. Verse 13. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Verse 17, Sanctify them, set them apart, by your truth, your word is truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, 
We're set apart. We're sanctified by His Word, by the Word of God. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Now verse 20. Jesus prays for all believers. Now listen to this verse, verse 20. I do not pray for these alone, meaning his current disciples that were there on the earth with him, but also for those who will believe me, believe in me. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me. That's a future thing. Will believe in me through their word. What does that mean? Well, Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us. If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart, God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. For with a heart, man believes unto righteousness with the mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. And Romans 10.13 says, uh, All those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And also, I want to read to you 2 Corinthians 4.13. This is vitally important. He's quoting, Paul writing to the church at Corinth, is quoting a psalm of David, Psalm 116. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, it's in here. It says, since we have the same spirit of faith, same spirit of faith, according to what is written, written in Psalm 116, praise God forevermore, verse 10, I believed, and therefore I spoke, we also believe. And therefore speak. Praise God. And I'm going to give you a chance. If you've never spoken the word of salvation, we're going to give you a chance to pray here in a minute. Verse 21. Uh, he, he says that those who will believe me through their word. Verse 21. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. For they may be one, just as we are one. I and them, and you and me. That they may be made perfect, complete, mature, in one. That the world may know that you have sent me. And listen to this. And have loved them as you have loved me. He loves us just as much as he loved Jesus. Isn't that wonderful to, to understand and know that? And if you've not accepted Christ... You're missing out on, on the, the greatest blessing known to man. He loves you as much as he loved Jesus. He loves me as much as he loved Jesus. All you need to do is accept Christ as your Savior and make him the Lord of your life. It would be the greatest day of your life. Verse 24, Father, I desire that they also, whom you gave me, may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. Praise God. That's John chapter 10 and chapter 17. I want to read one more verse. 
First John chapter 4. Well, maybe a couple here. In verse 16, I told you we need to live in the epistles. This is the epistles. First, second, and third John. You know, that's part of them. And we have known and believed. Verse 16, first John 4, 16. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. He loves us as much as he loved Jesus, remember? God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Verse 17, love has been perfected among us in this, that we have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. That's so important. As he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Praise God forevermore. Thank you for joining us today on The Weekly Word. We want to give you the opportunity, as I said, to pray a prayer that will put you in the kingdom forever. Forever. The only way that you get out is to uh, deny Jesus and apostatize, and you're not going to do that because this is the greatest life you could ever lead. I don't care what's going on in the world. God is God. Praise God. And He will provide for us. He'll take care of us. He'll protect us. Praise God. Pray this prayer with us if that's you. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, just as I am. Jesus said in your word that if I come, you won't turn me away. You won't cast me out. I repent of all my past sins and ask forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Come into my life, Jesus, as my Savior, and I make you the Lord of my life. Thank you, Father. I'm now your child, because I believe you raised Jesus from the dead, and I speak it with my mouth. I have that same spirit of faith. Thank you, Father. I'm born again, born from above. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing, and I'll speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives me utterance. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for filling me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for delivering me from the power of darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or prayed it to come back to the Lord or whatever, get to a good church, a word-believing, word-teaching, word-living, word-doing church that teaches the full gospel, the unadulterated word of truth. Praise God. And sit under good teaching. If you get online or turn on broadcast TV or whatever and watch ministers, listen to ones who are teaching the full gospel. The whole gospel, the unadulterated word of truth. There's many of them out there, and they will teach you the word. And, and you'll listen with, your Holy, with the Holy Spirit who's living in you when you were born again and who's filling you if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Get into a good devotional, a daily devotional. And, and, and follow the Word daily. Stay in the Word. Keep the Word before your eyes. There's devotionals out there that you can do in a couple minutes. Don't, don't let it go aside. Keep it before your eyes. Praise God. Thanks for joining us this week on The Weekly Word.
Have a blessed rest of the week and a wonderful weekend.